hours into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, hey, and chat friends. So we are back. We are back to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. I'm changing up my intro a bit. Here, where we get vulnerable with you about postpartum topics and faith. Um, I am your host, Allison Nick. I just shortened it. <laughs> I just shortened the beginning. I'm your host, Allison Nick. And yeah, so we are in part two of my mental breakdown. If you haven't listened to part one, please definitely go back because I'm pretty much going to start from where I left off and go back into it. But before we get into that, let's just check in. How are you ladies doing today? Hey, girl. Hey, scrumptious apple bottom you. <laughs> I hope that you are having an amazing day or evening or afternoon, whatever it may be. Um, I just hope that this um, series of our mind shift can just be something um, that is really just connecting and resonating with you at this time. So as I stated before, um, last week I did part one of my mental breakdown and I really just spoke of kind of what led up to that moment. Um, and then whenever I was in the middle of the episode on um, what I did to really um, to get myself help. I guess it's probably the best way to say it, what I did to get myself help. Um, and so now we are into part two. I don't have any announcements. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think we're good. <laughs> and so now we're getting into part two. And so kind of where I left off with where I um, contacted my therapist, she said that the best thing for us to do since it was so late within the night is to go to um, a psychiatric care um, hospital or to the ER. Um, with her telling me those things, I just couldn't, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. It took me a few minutes. We, Jay was literally there because um, she spoke to my husband as well. Jay was literally there holding my hands like, babe, if these are the thoughts that you're having, this is what we need to do. And in that moment, um, I was scared. I was scared because, you know, you think about TV, you know, they tell you a psychiatric care, you think of like a white room and padding on the wall, like you're in this room by yourself. And that's not what I wanted. Um, so I was just crying. I mean, and not just like a tear, like sobbing, like sobbing, like snot, I mean, <laughs> like, it, like the bubbles, like it was, it was everything. Um, I just couldn't fathom me being in a place in my life where this was my result. This is where, um, you know, this, this is what was happening to me at this time. Um, and so in thinking those thoughts, I started to feel ashamed, ashamed, right? Because I should be happy. 
I have two kids that that love me to death. I have a husband that's here with me in this um in this marriage and who's with me right now in this very vulnerable moment. Um, I have a roof over my head. It may not be the roof that I want, <laughs> but I have a roof over my head. You know, I have I have clothes. I'm able to provide um, financially for my family with this job, and we have health insurance through this job, and we have all these great things happening right now. Like, why shouldn't I be happy? Why am I having these thoughts? Why am I trying to, um, you know, just escape and run away from this? Or just numb myself from all this goodness that surrounded me. I felt ashamed. And um, especially from, you know, a kid like me, I didn't have any problems growing up. You know, my parents didn't have to work three and four jobs to make ends meet. Um, I got a healthy allowance as a kid. Um, I didn't have a brand new car for my, well, (laughs) I... (laughs) I did for I did get a brand new car for one of my first cars, but um, I was driving my parents' car, and then I, I drove like a '97 something for a bit, and then my parents did eventually get me a new car. But it was just like as things progressed and went on, you know, my life wasn't horrible. I didn't have a horrible childhood. Um, I had some incidents like some people have, where um, you know you love and you lose, or things kind of happen to you in certain um, situations. And, um, but I, I didn't have a horrible childhood. So it's kind of like, you know, you, some people can say, can pinpoint certain things in their life or say that these certain tragedies happened to them as a kid. And this is why, but I necessarily didn't have that. So I was just very ashamed as to why I was feeling so unhappy or I really should be thankful. But, um, something that I learned after the fact is that it's not, it's not that you're not, it's not that, you know, you should feel this way. You should be happy. It has nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that you can be a celebrity and be rich and have all these great money and wealth and all these things and not be happy because you have to be happy with yourself. You know, it's not always about the money. It's not always about what comes with the money. It's not always about um, sacrificing and hustling 24-7 to the end so you've worn yourself out. Because you haven't experienced life. You haven't been able to experience or get to know yourself, the people around you, your family, your kids, your friends. You've missed out. So what's the point of me sacrificing to be at this job to get more money, to get health insurance, when it's not, I ain't doing nothing. (laughs) It's not benefiting me um, mentally or emotionally at all. I get off of this job and I'm wore out. I'm so mentally worn out that I can't even physically function. You know? So what's the point? But um let's either here nor there. Let me keep going with the story. Um and so Jay and I had a real conversation as I'm sitting here crying and snot bubbles <laughs> coming out everywhere. Jay and I had to have a real conversation. And um he pretty much was kinda talking me through everything, you know, babe, this is what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to go. Um, and we did have to call my therapist back so she could go over everything. Um, I really wanted Jay to go with me, um, but I didn't know if he could because of everything happening in the pandemic and COVID. Um, so she gave us two references to go to. So, um, I finally got the gumption 
after really going over, okay, if I don't do something now, you know, because sometimes they say, oh, you can wait, you know, you could wait until the morning if you would like. But then it was like, if I'm already having these thoughts now, what's going to happen overnight? What's going to happen in the morning? You know, and, and Jay, as much as, as, as much as the men in our lives <laughs> don't want to seem like they get scared or frightened by things, I could tell he was worried. So why am I going to have him up all night worrying whenever I need to go take care of this and handle this now? So finally got the gumption. We went to one um, psychiatric center. They said they could do an assessment, but if they, if I needed to stay, um, even if it was just overnight for monitoring, they didn't have any beds available. So like, well, that's pointless. So we ended up going to um, Methodist um, downtown. And um, so we went there, you know, got checked in, got signed in. Um, so we went to the hospital. They called me back and we did a whole assessment. And I'm so grateful for the um, original paramedic that brought me back. She was a mom. She had just had her baby four months ago. And she had just been through this exact same process, coming back to work and not feeling right and not feeling like herself. And she was just really breaking down the story. She was like, I had to go to three doctors before someone, before I could, before someone would take, in a sense, before someone could take my symptoms seriously. Because some doctors were like, oh, she's just worked up. Okay, whatever. Like, okay, she's just, you know, low, high, strung, whatever. You just need to figure it out. And it's just like, say, man, <laughs> no, what I'm going through is serious. And with her telling me these things, it was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful. She was the one that brought me back. I'm so thankful. And I was like, thank you, God, <laughs> because she understands. And because she understands, she understands exactly what I'm going through. She now advocated for me. So, God, y'all know we talk about faith here. God will set things up in your past, so even though the situation was not an ideal situation. It wasn't the, the most fun situation to be in. I could have just completely lost my mind. God sent people to be advocates with me during that time. So the nurse came back, brought me to my room. We didn't have that. Um, you know, she got my vitals and all that good stuff. Um, and I did have to go back. So Jay waited with me in the waiting room. I did have to go back to the back by myself because of COVID. Um, and Jay ended up going home because the process, you know, takes hours. He couldn't just hang up there waiting around for me. So in that process, the nurse came in and I, we know we kind of had to wait and I hear a laugh and this laugh is very distinct. (laughs) It's a very distinct laugh. And I remember one of my friends, um, was an ER nurse. She worked overnight at Methodist and I was like, oh my gosh that is her. <laughs> that is she. And my husband had texted her right before we came, but she didn't respond. Um, and the cell service back there, child, was just horrible. But um, she didn't respond. And so I heard her laugh and I was like, oh my gosh. And so the nurse just happened to come back in maybe a couple of minutes later. And I said, um, does, does Jasmine, does Jasmine work here? <laughs> and she looked at me, she was like, Jasmine, she said her last name. I was like, yeah. She was like, yes. And the reason this all kind of like a full circle moment is because she had told me there was another mom um, on tonight, on, you know, working tonight, um, who was going to help her 
to help me advocate to the doctor that was going to come see me about what I was really going through. And she was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yes, me. I was like, no, it's like we're friends. Um, And Jasmine and I, um, she was on the mommy panel with me. So mommy panel one and two in the episodes, if you guys want to go back and listen to it. She was pregnant with her little girl then. Her little girl is almost a year old. And she is just the cutest little thick-thighed little baby. (laughs) Thick-thighed and long eyelash little baby you ever seen in your life, okay? (laughs) And... um, so anywho, I uh, I heard her laugh. The nurse was like, yeah, that's her. And I was like, well, just tell her I'm here. Um, you know, she gets a free moment. She can come in and pop a little head in. Cool. So, um, you know, it had been some time. It had been some moments had passed by. As you all know, if you've ever been to the ER, um, it takes like, you know, an hour in between steps of getting things done before you see anybody. Um, and so coincidentally, I guess the nurse hadn't told her. But I was there. She was kind of just waiting for a moment because, you know, it can be a little crazy in the ER. You hear people screaming and you ask, who is that screaming? And you find out it's like, you know, somebody coming down off of, you know, heroin or something. It's like, oh, okay, because that's what happened while I was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's why this man's hollering because, you know, he's in withdrawal. Got it. Got it. I'm next door <laughs> to this person. <laughs> but um, I was like, we can scream together. That's how I feel. But anywho. Um, my friend had came into the room and she was like, I saw your name. <laughs> I guess she was looking at the patient charting. So she saw my name, first and last name. She saw my, um, my age and it was something else all that she saw. And she had asked the nurse, she was like, is this, she showed her a picture of me. She was like, is this who was in room such and such? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought it was just so cute that she kind of. <laughs> She sought me out. <laughs> she like discovered me in a sense. Um, true friends, right? Somebody see your name. They like, hold on. Let me look. This is the same age? Birthday? I don't know. So um, again, guy will just set things up because, you know, I don't know her schedule. I don't know whenever she works, but she was there. And it was the best experience. She came in and um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Um, She came in. She gave me the biggest hug and she just sat next to me and she held me. Um, we've we've been friends. We've been great friends. But it was great to know that you have people whenever you're going through really, really hard times and really down times. You have people that will come and just be there for you at the drop of a dime. You know, I know she had other patients. I know she had other things that she had to do. Um, but it meant so much to me that during this time, she just carved out time for me and um uh, uh, I just love you Jasmine I'm super super grateful for you Uh, and we just had you know a really good honest conversation I told her everything that was going on she had told me even before she had had kids a very similar mental breakdown moment that she had and it was like I never knew (laughs) and uh, because we related right as moms through different things we were going through and um she is just so strong. She's so strong. Oh my gosh. Um, I have certain people in my lives that I really look, look, look up to, um, with balancing everything and working through things. And she's one of those people. So, um, it truly, truly just made, um, that experience a little bit less scary to know that I had certain people there, um, to talk me through and to just be with me. So, okay. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) So the importance of your support, right? The importance of 
your tribe and having quality tribe. Not just people that are just there that you can just call, but like quality tribe members. <clears throat> okay, so sorry guys. I didn't, I didn't know where those emotions came from, child. Maybe I just need a good cry today. But no, I'm I'm super thankful. So, um, yeah. So the doctor came in. I spoke to him. He was super sweet. Um, he understood everything. Like he didn't look at me like. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh yeah, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, what you're feeling is real. Like, it's OK. It's You're feeling some things. Um, and so then I spoke to a behavior specialist um, via telecom, obviously, again, because of COVID. And um, then I, and I couldn't sleep at all, by the way. I slept not a, a wink because of the uh, one of the hollering person <laughs> that was in the room a couple of <laughs> a couple of rooms down from me. But um because of, um, you know, I was just, I was still very restless, so I wasn't able to really sleep and get myself together, um, but um, I got my referral for next thing they told me, they felt like I was okay to go home, I didn't have to be monitored anymore, they gave me some itty bitty pills, itty bitty pills child, that knocked me out, it was wonderful, and <laughs> some medication for, um, and, and some, some anxiety medication, so after that, my friend, she was getting off a shift, so she took me home um, because Jay was still at home. I asked her if she could text Jay after we first met up, so she was able to kind of talk with him because I knew, he, again, I knew he was worried, and um, I just wanted her to let him know that, like, hey, I got her. <laughs> like, she's good because, actually, he has known my friend um, Jasmine since they were little kids, so he's known her like a lifetime and she and I have just gotten close um just you know being introducing each other having kids kids our kids are very close in age you know all these things and so it's just been a really great experience um great experience or it was just been really great meeting her and us having this relationship and he's known her for a long time so he knew that whenever <laughs> she said like yo I got it, he didn't have to worry anymore and that was a relief to me as well because I really wanted him to rest so, um, came home by the time I got home. So we left at about 1130. By the time I got home, it was about 730. So I knew the kids were going to be waking up. Um, Jay, you know, took them for a couple of hours. So I can get a couple of hours of sleep because those little pills, they did knock me out. But you, y'all know how it is. We're moms. <laughs> kids want to be around us. And so, um, I can only see for a little bit, but that night, if so, it was Sunday, that Sunday night, I slept wonderfully. Um, and honestly, I haven't been back to work since <laughs> because, um, even though I feel like I had some warning signs before, I was just like, I don't know if I can really go back to this job and effectively do and effectively do my job because for one, now I've had this mental stress that has pushed me to this point. Right. Um, but then, you know, the job is just to, once you come back and to jump right into it, like ain't nothing, ain't nothing happened, ain't nothing left. And it's just like, I don't know if I can just dive back in the way y'all want me to and deliver this quality work when obviously I know that because of this job and some other factors, I know the job is a primary, a huge primary that, you know, it's led me down this path. Um, So I hadn't been back to work since. Um. And then, of course, um, you know, I followed up with my therapist and saw her and I'll go through those things in a little bit. But um, 
yeah, that's pretty much just the entire tea of the story. So afterwards, I was recommended to see a psychiatrist. Um, so again, I did that via telecom. I found one um, using ZocDoc. Yeah, Z-O-C-D-O-C, ZocDoc.com. You're able to find therapists and stuff or um, psychiatrists. I, I was on there for psychiatrists. And um, this lady was in Houston. She was available like a day or two later. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and um, her nurse practitioner was super sweet. So it was really great to find someone so quickly with that type of coverage. I'm sorry, sorry, to find someone so quickly um, for them to, you know, talk to me the way they did. It was really great. <clears throat> so those are kind of like my next steps. Um, and then in therapy, luckily, I already had this amazing therapist who focuses is on anxiety and time management. And she's a wife and a mom and a Christian and she's a black woman. And so she understands she's me. <laughs> she's me with a degree. Right? <laughs> but um, she knows all these different steps. And so. The biggest thing that we really had to do, which is definitely something what I wanted to share with y'all, the biggest thing we had to do is really figure out my triggers, figure out what I can do in anxious times, and then um, figure out what I could do in anxious times, and then what are some things I can do to not get anxious, right? So identify that my triggers can sometimes be like high-stress situations obviously whenever I feel overwhelmed and maybe not feeling overwhelmed um my my overwhelm could be a time period like it could be maybe um feel like I'm doing a whole bunch of things in 10 minutes or what if it is over a, uh, an extended period of time like what if it's an all-day work right so during feeling those things as well um whenever I put too much pressure on myself whenever I'm um and whenever I concentrate too much on things that I cannot control. So I really had to start telling myself, you know, somebody wanted to have a conversation with me and feeling like feeling myself getting worked up, having to tell myself, like, they gonna have a conversation with you. They gonna have a conversation with you. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to turn out. And we can't control anything that they say. But all we can do is just listen and respond and be done. And that's it. Right. Some things that I have learned that really helped me during these, whenever I feel myself getting anxious, um, I did get medication. Uh, I didn't um, sign up for a daily medication. And all reason why is because I wanted to see if I could find exercises first that would help me through the process versus because psychiatrist was kind of like, let's go ahead and get you on some, some Xanax and some stuff, which nothing against it because some people do need that for seasons or for lifetimes. I personally just wanted to see if I could figure this out myself. If I could find different ways to really help myself. However, I did get a um, medication that did help me to keep to lower my heart rate because physically I noticed, which kind of sets me off mentally as well. My heart rate, my heart starts to race like like I feel it beating out my chest. And that makes me go into a like breathing really fast, like kind of freaking out, like what's happening. That can send me into a moment, too. So I did get some medication for that. And which it has helped. <laughs> it has definitely helped. Um, I think last week I had to take some after recording. Um, I think after I recorded, I had to take some just because I felt myself being really worked up. But um, some exercises I have learned to really help myself um, are deep breathing exercises. So you inhale for, I think we said, 
like 10, no, inhale for like five seconds and exhale for 10 deep breathing exercises. Um, for me, also muscle clenching. Um, so, you know, our little kids, they go like, like they're making mad. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like they're really doing something. So kind of like that, you you're, you clench your muscles. Like if you get really tense, you clench that tense muscle for maybe about three to five seconds. And then you kind of just release. And so it's kind of like you're tightening up even more, but then you're just relaxing and letting it just whoo, calm down. Right. You're letting it you're letting yourself breathe and calm down. Um, so those two things kind of like in small exercises really help me. Things over time that help me. Um, I've learned that I probably need to start working out more and not just for like physical fitness, but really for um, releasing tension, whether it's walking, um, like doing actual it's like little 30 minute exercise you can find on YouTube. I love Pop Sugar. It's a channel called Pop Sugar. They have all different types of workouts and stuff. Um, going on there doing something I need, I have to do that more um, because sometimes like walking it out and like putting your foot to pavement and stomping and just getting things out really helps to release that tension as well um what else for me that helped me oh long term um talking with friends hanging out with friends having lunch with friends um and then for me since I've always been a person that has always been on my feet I've been a runner um vet teching being uh, in the animal industry you're always on your feet and so getting pedicures I know we always talk about self-care or different types of care as um you know like it's not just external or superficial but let me tell y'all this place I go to it's called Lily's it's out here in Cedar Hill Chad the massage it's only 45 dollars the massage and the hot soles and the wax and the towels and look I would like take over <laughs> y'all could just take over oh lord like it's just wonderful and I tell that lady like whatever you do like double time it please because I oof, it's wonderful it's wonderful and that really does help as well because I'm away obviously whenever I go I don't have the kids I don't have the, the husband it's just me. <laughs> and so that's really great as well. But um, I also had to deal with my anxiety. And what I mean by that is that um, I knew that a lot of people on my uh, in my family, they have anxiety. Um, I didn't ever think that I could have it. You know, you never think that something's going to be quote unquote wrong with you. Um, but that's how we look at certain things, right? That's how we look at certain society. Even me telling like my mom or like some of my aunts are like, oh yeah, I'm going to therapy. Well, you know you're not crazy, right? Why you gotta tell everybody that you're going to therapy? What's going on? Like, what's happening? It's just like, chill. I'm good. <laughs> like, like chill. I'm just trying to work out some things. Oh well, you're stronger than that. You're better than you. Don't have to. It's just like, okay, thank you, but. <laughs> I feel like I need to go to another person to help me through these things. And um, so I still had those thoughts going through my head of other people. I still had the thoughts of, um, you know, all these things like me even going to therapy, let alone, let alone me having um, these thoughts in my head. Right. And so um, I just had to tell myself that one, yes, I have anxiety. 
yes, I'm dealing with it and I'm handling it and I'm doing the necessary steps to um, overcome this and to learn about it and to properly, properly take care of myself. But I also understood that this can be a another weapon that the enemy would try to use against me. And it's best for me to understand everything that there is and how anxiety can affect me and how to fight it or prevent it or to go against it so that the enemy can't use it to get to me mentally or spiritually. Um, and so looking at it in that way, it's like, yeah, I have some anxiety. I have depression on and off. The psychiatrist tried, the psychiatrist tried to say that I may have like a change adjustment disorder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But <laughs> I can accept, you know, yeah, I have anxiety. I probably do have bouts of depression, obviously, with like postpartum and stuff. Yeah, but I'm not going to let that defeat me. I'm not going to let that be a tool that the enemy can use. I'm going to do what I can to best help myself. Um, and so that's kind of just my my story in a sense of my mental journey and stuff. Um, it's definitely still been taxing because, um, so this happened Saturday, went home Sunday morning. So Monday, as I'm talking to my husband and really trying to walk through, um, you know, my next steps and how I'm feeling, you know, I kind of go back, I kind of get the old reaction, which was, well, you have to work. You cannot not work. You're going to have to pay for health insurance if we um, if you do quit your job, which I'm like, okay, I can, I can find some health insurance. By the way, these people will, will blow your phone up. Okay. Blow your phone up whenever you're looking for health insurance. Child. I'm like, why y'all? <laughs> but, um, I'm like, okay, okay, cool. But it kind of felt like Saturday you were here with me. You were vulnerable with me. Sunday you were still vulnerable. And now it's back Monday. It's like the two day maximum. <laughs> two-day maximum now it's just back to old responses and so that's something that um, I've invited Jay into therapy sessions and then we've kind of um, talked about or dealt with in um, these different situations so yeah but it definitely has been interesting um, an interesting experience and it's something that is very hard especially if you have to advocate yourself to family members and loved ones but it's something that's necessary to do so that you can be the happy, so that you can be your most happiest, joyful self to help others around you to do what you need to do. Um, and so I am going back to one of my old jobs. It is paying less money. We do have to pay insurance out of pocket. Um, and if that's something y'all want to learn more about, just shoot me an email. I wouldn't mind walking y'all through what I had, to, what I did or went through. Um, but it's just a step that. I'm willing to take because I'm not willing to risk my happiness or my mental well-being on a job. I don't care if it makes more money. It wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough. I promise you that. But um, I thank you so much again, ladies, for listening about this journey. Um, I hope that it was something that you all could relate to and just um, just get a, a, a deeper understanding um, of the journey, you know, this was something that happened very recent. I've been on this podcast. This is year two of me. Well, going into year two of me being on the podcast and, you know, and my daughter is going to be two, two years old next month. My son will be four in November. These are things that we still deal with as moms. Excuse me. These are things that we still deal with and encounter. There's not a stopping point. There's not like, oh, your kid is two now. You, you should be over this. No. 
Uh, I know my sister-in-law, my nephew is about to go into high school. She still tells me how she has moments of, you know, postpartum. And he's about to be in high school. The boy is 14. You know, like it still happens. And I just want to let you guys know that I understand um, there's someone out there that hears you, that feels you, that understands everything that you're going through. So, um, you guys, don't forget to share this with a mom friend. If you feel like there's someone that can relate to this, um, maybe just needs, you know, a mom best friend. <laughs> I'm definitely here for you guys. Um, don't forget to add us on Instagram at 4MomsPodcast and even our business, The Calling FM, um, where you can just find more information and more um, encouragement and support there with scriptures. Um, I have some little funny things on there as well. Anything, anything, you guys, it's, it's on there. Um, resources as well. <clears throat> and let me see. Oh, and don't forget to leave a review. I'll leave a five-star review or if you guys even want to write our review. I love reading them. Um, I love being personalized. And um, don't forget to buy our prayer journal if you haven't already off of our Etsy store. And I'll be more than happy to ship one out to you guys. Um, I love boxing those up and sending those out as well. So again, thank you guys so much for joining me on another episode and we will see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye.